Thank you for joining us today. This is Clint Byers, lead pastor of Forward Church. I pray this message blesses and encourages you. I hope it inspires transformative grace in your heart and establishes you even deeper in your new covenant identity in Christ. Now take a deep breath, become aware of God's spirit within you, and enjoy the message. Show Hans a little bit of love as he comes on up here. Thank you, brother, for being here. Don't forget to tell us about your book. We got a few copies back there. All right. Check, check, check. We good? Can you hear me? Yes? No? My wife says no, but everybody else says yes. What do I do? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I've got a book that I wrote a few years back called God Tone, The Unseen Value of Hearing God's Voice for Your Heart. And uh, the reason I wrote this was so that people would get rid of some of the religion and make it easier to hear God's voice, not harder. Um, it's a book filled with faith righteousness, uh, some exercises, some little things. Um, at the end of each chapter, it's just got little kind of nuggets of what we learned, kind of like the outline form um, of what we learned, the highlights, the main points of that. So uh, we've got that. They're $15 each in the back. Um, you can go online as well uh, and get it through. Uh, my website is H-E-M-I-N dot O-R-G. Uh, and we've got, huh? He-min. Not He-man, He-min. Um, Hemin. We're Hemin people back together, right? No. Um, so anyways, uh, y'all are a funny bunch. I like it. I like having fun. So this is good. Um, so, but you can go to those, those areas, those resources. Um, if you'd like to give millions of dollars, uh, we will receive it, uh, as, as I know Clint and Sarah will, uh, will as well. So, but that's there in the back. Um, but just want to say thank you for the privilege of being able to minister here. I feel much, very much like this is one of a handful of home churches for us. Um, and I get online, I get on the, the online uh, broadcast uh, fairly frequently, as often as I can on Sundays. Um, and so I love being here. Um, would y'all just give it up for Clint and Sarah and, and just the, the, the work that God's doing uh, through them in their lives, in their hearts, and then in this community uh, as, as Forward Church is just awesome. And I'm inspired, I'm challenged. Um, because it's, it's a body that is doing something with the message. Everybody say, doing something. Doing something. Okay. Um, you know, you, you can, there's an old saying, you know, and in, in the church is a lot like it at, at large, where it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, four to get ready, five to get ready, six to get ready, seven. At some point, we got to go. At some point, we've got to go and do. Two-thirds of God's name forward is go. Two-thirds of God's name backwards is do. So we've got to go and we've got to do. Dave taught us that. But, um, and then uh, my wife, my wife uh, got to be with me on this trip for many years as, as the kids were growing up. We've got a freshman uh, daughter. Her name's Mahala. She swims for Purdue University. And then our son uh, is a sophomore in high school. Uh, and plays basketball, and we got all kinds of God stories in their life of what He's done through the through the gift of sport. And uh, I would I would see it almost like as an act of worship. It's just a skill and a gift and a tool God put in their hands, uh, and He's been faithful to develop that and teach their heart and our hearts many things. 
Um, and then, of course, like, like I said, Sarah's here with me, so this is a, a special occasion in that way, but it's going to become more and more regular that we get to travel and, and minister and do stuff together. Um, and don't let her, her calm, peaceful demeanor fool you. She'll give you a word that'll knock you on your butt uh, in a good way, in a good way, okay? Um, she's, she's loaded with the goodness of God. But um, could we just pray as we begin? Would that be all right? Yeah. Father, we just thank you. I thank you right now for open hearts. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the teacher and that you teach us. We yield to you. We receive from you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. And worship, man, worship is awesome. You guys have such a skilled group of, of ministers in the worship realm and, and the sensitivity not only to play. Yeah, give it up for the worship team. Um, but, but not just to hear, I mean, not just to play, but also to hear and multitask. See, ministry is really about multitasking. You're hearing from the Spirit of God while you're speaking, while you're playing, um, all at the same time, and God's working those things out to build us up. Um, and so I just wanted to start today. I feel like in, in coming down here and, and uh, God had put some things on my heart just to, to prophesy over you. Would that be okay as a church? Okay, I really feel like uh, we're in a season where God is changing and transforming and reforming the way church is done. And uh, he really wants to say that, that begin to see in your heart and create, um, Clint calls it margin or buffer or space, that the Holy Spirit wants to create space and time for you to enjoy him. And in doing so, there's an increase there that once you have that, that bandwidth or that ram that frees up in your heart, don't fill it back up with stuff. Give it space. Let it breathe, as they say. Everybody say, let it breathe. Let it breathe. Give it time. Give it space. Because God wants to take that, that part with busyness, the busyness of our life and the, the, the things. Yes, we have things to do. But he wants to take that and, and create margin, create space in, in, our, in our time, in our finances, in our relationships, uh, that, that we become focused on giving that out. And I believe that's a word for forward church specifically, but also the body at large. But what God's doing is He wants to create increase in space, not for you, like Clint was saying, it's not for you, it's for those around you. It's kind of like Bible college. The first year you go for you to get your identity straightened out a little bit, and the second year and beyond, you're doing it to reach people and to love people. Does that make sense? Right, um, And so I, I believe that's a word, a now word for the church, a now word especially for forward church, um, because God's put a vision to expand and reach um, and, and scale up, if you will, uh, what's going on. And he's laying a foundation. Everybody say foundation. foundation. Okay, God ha has and is laying a foundation. Um, as you start home groups, as you start other things, there's going to be other areas and realms of influence um, that are expanded, and, and to the degree that, that that structure, so to speak, that foundation is in place, is to the degree that you're going to see that expansion. And that's exciting, especially with this message, all right? And I'm not saying that pridefully, like, you know, we've got the message and they don't. No, I just want something that works. I'm tired of seeing people get hung up on religion in my own family. That hurts a little bit. It's like, no, it's so much easier, it's so much simpler. And God loves you. It's so easy. We have to have help messing it up. And we have a lot of help messing it up, right? 
but it is simple. You know, and, and we have the privilege of, of having influences like Dave and Bonnie Duell, Andrew and Jamie uh, Womack, Jim and Brenda Richards, that, that, you know, if you can find one of those at a church, you're doing well. If you have all three, you have a unicorn. This is a unicorn church. I hope you realize that. Because you're dealing with the practicality and the intimacy of the heart. You're dealing with the, the word and the, the message of faith righteousness. And you're dealing with the supernatural, not flaky, but reality of the Holy Spirit and His ministry to us. That's special. When you have all three lining up and, and putting in order, that, that's, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right. We're going to get into this. Um, so that was kind of the prophetic word start. Uh, this next thing, I felt like God wanted to do a quick example on faith righteousness. Um, could I have four volunteers come on up here and stand up, up, just up front real quick? Would that be okay? Don't be bashful. We need four. We need four. I got two. There's three. Two of them weren't volunteers. Two. two. <laughs> yeah, come on up. Come on up. Yeah, all right. I'm going to step down just for a second. I'll come, I'll come back. Um, I'm going to have you hold this. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to have you hold this. You got a 20? <laughs> not quite. Not quite. I'm going to have you hold that and you hold that. Okay. Yep. Okay. So here, here's the thing. I know you guys preach on faith righteousness here all the time. Um, but I just felt like God wanted to, to give you an object lesson, a demonstration to speak to your heart, maybe through a picture, not just words, okay? So we know that uh, faith righteousness um, is peace with God, right standing with God. Um, the word, my favorite word or definition of, of righteousness is equity. Everybody say equity. equity. Equity means to have the same value as. You have the same value as Christ. Think about that for a second. The same value God has for Christ, He has for you. The value for people is Jesus. If people want equality, it's only found in Jesus, not humanism. Come on. In this world we live in, that's where we find it. It's found in Christ. Thank you, God. And it's because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Not a way, not a truth, not a life, the. He is Lord. He's got to be Lord of all to be Lord at all. So here we have our awesome volunteers, and they have a denomination, a different denomination of money, right? These are all $10. I gave them all $10, okay? But look, the expression here is in quarters, how that looks is different. Does it change his value and his worth? You're worth more than $10, by the way. But <laughs> I'm just saying, for the sake of this object lesson, there's value and there's worth, but the expression looks different. What's this value here? $10? But is this a different expression than this? Does this do these two look different? We got a 10 and we got 10 and quarters. And then here we got two fives. Now, does this look different than that, than that? And here they gave me, I asked for a change. This is the most bizarre thing. I asked for 10 ones, and they threw a two in there yesterday. I think that's just God's sense of humor, man. 
Yeah, does it fit for him? Awesome. I'm a two in a world of one. <laughs> That's awesome. So here's the point. The point with faith righteousness is this. The value for people is Jesus. The sonship is for Jesus. But the expression of that love and those gifts varies. It all looks different in how it comes out. That's human beings. We have the same value. Our value and our dignity and our worth is determined by the Lord Jesus Christ. Identify with that. Lean into that. Receive that. But how you express it is different in all of us. You guys all can keep that. You can sit down. Let's give them a big round of applause. No, you can keep it. <laughs> so righteousness is as you ought to be. It reveals what you believe about your sense of self-worth, where you put your righteousness in. Righteousness reveals what you believe about your sense of self-worth. Anything that's not faith righteousness is self-righteousness or a subtle form of it. It's an all-or-nothing deal. And really what you believe truth to be. Am I going to identify with the old man? No. Who Christ says I am, even though my mind is being renewed and I make mistakes and I think differently in, in ways I shouldn't or I think carnally or I think based on my senses, that does not change the reality that Jesus died for me and that's who I am. Are you getting it? And here's just a couple benefits. I know there's hundreds if not thousands of benefits of faith righteousness. But here's some traits. Number one, it's a gift. Number two, it's something you are, not something you have. It's the foundation of the gospel working in your life. It's believed and received in the heart. And we're to make decisions or to judge with righteousness. Those are just a few of them. There's, there's many, many more. But I just wanted to share, I felt like God wanted to share that just to create a picture of value, dignity, and worth, and also expression. Amen? Amen. All right. Okay, we're going to get into the message. Um, and I know a, a while back, I, I know Clint had talked about this a little bit, um, but the title of this message is called The Lord Works in Mysterious Ways. Okay? And it's different than you, you may have heard or are thinking of, okay? Especially if you've, you've seen it in maybe a more religious setting, like, we just don't know what God's going to do. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, you just, I'm not sure. It's actually completely the opposite, and I'm going to show you that today. So this has been a cliche that many people have used to distance themselves from God. It's become a, a, a buffer and an excuse to intimacy with God who loves us so dearly. It's basically a way of unbelieving hearts saying, I don't know God. Can I know Him? I, I don't know what He's going to do. He just works in mysterious ways, Right? So today we're going to look at this mystery and we're going to define it from the word in our hearts. God paid the most ridiculous price for your dignity, value, and worth. So let's value what he, he did for us. He's given us his written word to lead us into his living word as our hearts let. Everybody say let. That's a choice of your will or yielding. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit breathe on His written word so it becomes His living word today. So let's focus on, ponder, and think, contemplate, imagine, meditate, all, all that inside 
this mystery. Mark 4.11 says, And he said to them, To you, everybody say, to me, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables. This word mystery talks about a secret or mouths are shut when you look it up in, in Strong's. A mystery can only be understood through revelation. Okay, not, not revelation up here, revelation in here. The heart or door has to be open to the revealing from, the, from spirit to spirit. The word mystery, it's uh, mysterion, comes from the root word one initiated. So Jesus was initiated on our behalf. Jesus went through initiation. Okay, and It's kind of a crude example, but like when you hear people being hazed to get into a fraternity or sorority or sports team, you're kind of a rite of passage. He was the one initiated. Jesus was initiated so we could get in on what he, was, he initiated us in by believing. That's a good deal. You don't have to initiate yourself and go through emotional penance. Come on. Anybody ever been there? I will never. And then you create a law, and then you're right back into the cycle, and you're like, break this cycle. Help me. Am I speaking to anybody? So he was initiated. And in that initiation, God expressed the mystery through Christ. And when he did that, that secret was out. That secret was revealed. It wasn't hidden. Now it was out for the whole world to receive. Turn to your neighbor and say, To you, it has been given. It's a has been. <laughs> All right, so this word to know, gnosis, means to experience personally through practice. We think of know in our Western mindsets and we go, oh, I know that. I can, I can understand that or I can frame that in my mind. But what God was talking about in the Bible is he's talking about, I want you to experience this so you have hands-on working knowledge. Not a knowledge that comes from, hey, I, I loaded it up on a test so I, or I loaded up the information so I could dump it out on a test. This is talking about being able to continually work in it, right? Romans 11.25 says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant, in other words, not exercising your mind of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion that the blindness in part that happened to Israel until the fullness, if the Gentiles has come in. I don't want you to be ignorant. I desire that you, you're not ignorant of this mystery. So let's not be ignorant. Amen? So knowledge, the doctrine of thought only, is what puffs up. But love or experiencing God's love, logic, and intent, it's relational. It builds up. The Word of God, the logos or logos, however you say it. I'm probably not saying it right, but I'm not a Greek scholar. You've heard the, the logos or the logos of God, right? To me, my study, that means the love, the logic, and the intent, and more importantly, I trust the person who's saying it. 
not just the words themselves, but the one who backs up the words, right? And I know we have, um, you know, with the Holy Spirit, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, right? In the message, it says, I'm never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never going to run around and desert you, <laughs> never going to make you cry, never going to say goodbye, never going to tell a lie and hurt you. It does not say that in the message. It does not say that. It's just a fun joke, okay? We can have fun in church, amen? It's serious, but it's fun, right? The kingdom of God is joy. <laughs> you got rickrolled in church. Oh, man. If you can't have fun, you're in religion. So love, knowledge puffs up, love builds up. All right? And we're seeing that in the, in the age and day of the church right now. We're seeing a lot of knowledge. We're in the age of information. Information is not the problem. We have so much information at our thumbtips. It's crazy, and it's being created like libraries upon libraries. What would physically take to hold is being created daily right now. But it's inspiration. It's who can step into spirit with these ideas and begin to experience them. Things are changing, and they're changing for the better. Because we're moving into inspiration. We're moving into spirit with our thinking, with our thoughts. How y'all doing? Are we good? Are we good? Are you getting anything out of this? This is helping. Awesome. So Romans 16.25, it says, Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according, okay, so there's a tie here, according to the revelation in other words, to take the cover off, to shine light on, to reveal of the mystery kept secret or hushed since the world began, Jesus takes out the hush. Him living in us and through us has been revealed. Everybody say has been. It's getting gooder. Ephesians 3, 1 through 7. It says, by revelation, the mystery has been made known. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you. Why was it given to me? For you. Does that sound like the church at all? This isn't for us. It affects us, but it's for us, for me, for you, right? It's for the building of the church. How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which you, when you read, you may understand my knowledge or my experience from the heart, my putting into practice in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit, has now been, past tense, revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. I know there's a lot in here, but we are partakers. Of which I became a minister according to the gift of grace given to me by the effective working of all my works. 
according to the grace of God given to me by the affecting working of His power. It's Christ's power. That gives you the ability to minister. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. Somebody say to your neighbor, you are a peculiar person. <laughs> right? We're different. We should look different. We shouldn't look like the world's ways. Some of us take peculiar, peculiar behavior to another level. That's okay. There's room for that in the kingdom. You're not offending God. God's like, yeah, I'm, that's my kid. All I can do is laugh. You know when your kids do something and you just sit back and you're waiting for them to figure it out, but you're just kind of inside, just kind of snickering, like, this is funny. And you don't want to laugh too loud in the wrong setting, but you're like, that's hilarious. I think God does that with us all the time. Like, There's my kids. They're being peculiar, just like I made them. They're being funny, just like I made They're figuring it out, but it gives him great joy. See, one of the secrets to all this, in that we're talking about the mystery and the secret being revealed, is you have to believe in the favor that you have with your father. Our family, Sarah and I, our kids, we have an unusual favor and we lean into it. Favor just being an unseen advantage. I have an unseen advantage. Man, I, I get this all the time. With I, I paint houses to support my ministry habit, okay? <laughs> and in doing so, I get this all the time. Man, I, I don't know what it is about your bid, but man, I, I just really like you. I just, I just like the feeling I have from you. Guess what that is? That's called favor. And I know it, and I believe in it, and I accept it. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. God, you are the word made flesh in my life, including jobs to provide. That is the word being made flesh. It is manifesting, you're manifesting your word into provision. There's some translation there of how he's doing that. And that's for everybody in here. He is the word made flesh in our lives so we can become that and experience that. That's different than knowing about it. It's saying I'm stepping into this favor. I'm going to move into this realm of favor. And it's because I know God loves me. It's that simple. I have favor. God enjoys me. Not only does he love me, he actually likes me. I think some people think that too, like, oh, he loves me, but he kind of has to because of what he paid. No, he actually loves you. He actually likes you. The things you want to do, he wants to do through you and in your life even more, more than you do. That's a radical thought. God, you want the betterment of my life more than I do, and I want it. Above all I can think, I can think about a lot of stuff. I can see some pretty big, but you want to do above and beyond how and what I can think about that. But I believe that's a favorable, that starts with understanding your favor. Man, I have favor with God. And it's unmerited by me, but it was very merited by the blood of Jesus. I tell people that's the skim milk definition of grace, un unmerited favor. That's skim milk. Because all people hear is the un. It was very merited by my Savior, my brother, Jesus. I, I called him my brother. 
whoa, got quiet in this Presbyterian church. <laughs> Could you hear that? When I said that, it was like a pin drop, man. Like, But it's because we know we're loved. We know we're favored. What does that say? Okay, I got time. I'm doing good on time. Thank you, Jesus. Is this helping? Is this stirring you up? So it's the effective working of His power. And then people will always come back to Isaiah 55 and verse 8 and 9. And you guys know this. Clint taught it a few weeks back or maybe a month back. I don't know. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. As far as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your thoughts, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And people read this or they see this, and they create this giant separation between them and, and the Father. Right? Am, am, I, am I speaking to anyone? You, you've seen that, right? Now, this word thoughts in, this, in the Old Covenant here, right here, this word thoughts, it's a word for texture, for machine, for intention, and it, it speaks of woven or knitting together. It's like taking the, the, my, my thoughts or my fabric. In other words, it's saying, the way I think is not carnal. The way I think is not earthly. I have a kingdom way, a kingdom fabric that I am weaving and knitting in your life that is different than how you think. And you live, yes, I know you live in a natural world, but... I am a spiritual God who made the earth for you to enjoy. And I know how to operate here on a different level than just senses and just survival. We're not made to live in survival. It shuts off creativity. We are made to be creators just like our Heavenly Father. We are in the image and likeness of God who is a creator. We are made to create in the planet life, enjoyment, yeah, I said it, pleasure. That pleasure isn't to lord over you, but God made things for you to enjoy. Right? Praise God. So, his thoughts or his fabric is not earthly fabric. How he knits together things is not natural. It's supernatural. It's kingdom. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 7. We're going to read this as a little long passage, but... You guys are with me, so we're good. But when we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, how do we speak it? In a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. In other words, so we can experience the view and opinion of God, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man, where are we dealing with? The heart, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, as a parent, all of you parents in here, are there things that you have prepared for your children to experience? There's things you've planned, like maybe a vacation, <laughs> shoot, a meal. Like this, you're going to have this because this nourishes you and it's going to help you grow if we do this enough times. Right? Okay, that's just a natural example. So God has 
prepared for us, for those, for those who love him. We love God, but it's not because we love God. It's because we realize how much he loved us. What changes your life and breaks the religious cycle isn't how much you do for God, but when you realize how much he did for you. And you can't, you just, you can't get over that. It's new daily. Man, you love me. Man, you care for me. Man, God, I'm dealing with this situation. And it's frustrating. Or it's, I, I get it. Been there. But I know this, God, you love me. And that's going to break and, and change out of this natural cycle or this natural fabric of life I'm experiencing. So... If I has not seen or ear heard that have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him, because we are loved by him and we love him, we can see, we can hear. Do you see the, the contrast? As opposed to his mysterious, they're just, his thoughts are just beyond me. He put his spirit inside of you. You can't get closer to God if you tried. Now, on the soul level, you can feel that. You can acknowledge that. On a heart level, you can, you can receive that. But the reality is you can't get more of God. You can have more experience with Him, but you cannot get more of something that's living on the inside of you. The only way to get more of something you already had would be to, to have is to deny that what you have is already there, denying the fact you've been given it. Now, if I were a heavenly father people were asking me to give more of something I already gave them, how would that make you feel? That, that would sadden your heart. It'd be like, I don't know what else to pay for you. I don't know how else, I cannot, there's no other way to redeem you. Because as a father, I didn't just want one, I wanted my whole family back. I wanted everybody back, and this was the only way I could do it. And he had a plan before the foundation of the world that he executed quite literally in Jesus. If you want to find out the will of God, find out what Jesus did for you. The will of God is no longer a question. The beliefs of the heart are we're persuading, we're convincing our hearts to have trust and confidence that this is the reality. This is the mystery revealed. Everybody say, we're going somewhere. Okay. Verse 10. But, I like but gods. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Again, has revealed. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have received, everybody say have, not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Freely. We can know this. We can experience this. Not Again, it's good for your mind to be renewed. I'm, I'm not you know, this and that. I'm not, I'm not against that. But what I'm saying is that's like an effortless byproduct of experiencing his love for you. And that is the mystery. You mean the God of the universe who gave up his only begotten son that lives in my heart 
is showing me things, is helping me to think like God thinks. We all have that ability to think like God thinks. Oh, man, he's getting, that's borderline heresy. I don't know. That's God's will, people. You know, why did they want to stone Jesus? Not for the miracles, but because he called himself a son of God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's too close to God. Well, guess what? If people say that about you and you're persecuted for that, you're in good company. If it's you and Jesus, you're in the majority. Let's, let's flip the script in how we're seeing that. And people will persecute you. I feel like this is a word for somebody. You're persecuted not for the things that Jesus paid for, but you're persecuted for righteousness' sake. The word persecuted means pursued for. In other words, people get jealous of what you're getting by believing that they couldn't earn in their self-righteousness. They are after you for that. Religion hates that. And Jesus came here to absolutely smash religion, to, to crush all the requirements and heaviness of the law. The law is holy, but the requirements you can never make you righteous. Amen? Verse 13. These things we also, or we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Now, with teaching, we got some teachers in the house or people that do instruction, right? We got some teachers. There's a communication that takes place. But when you know they really have it is when they begin to do it for themselves. It's not just standing up there and blah, 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 blah. blah. It's the fact that when they get hands-on and they're working this out in their lives and we see miracles, signs, wonders, because they follow us because we believe. We're not chasing after them. They're following us. They're chasing us. We're not chasing gifts of the Spirit. They're chasing us. They're flowing through us. Comparing th the spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Everybody say foolishness. foolishness. We don't have any of that in our society right now. <laughs> Nor have we ever. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. This comes from the Spirit, by the Spirit, to our spirit, based on if our heart will open that door. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? And then he says this incredible statement. But we have the mind of Christ. <laughs> That's good news. We don't have to think naturally. We're in the world. We're not of it. We don't have to think like the world thinks. We don't have to perform for our blessing. You're blessed because you're a son of God. Favor follows you because you're a son of God. You're bathed and clothed in righteousness. You can't live any holier on, you know, if you tried. That's one of Andrew's sayings, you know. When I figured out, when I, when I understood, began to understand faith righteousness, I lived holier on accident than I ever could trying. That sounds like grace to me. 
And instead, people focus on, holy, holy I'm going to be holy. I'm Holiness is a good thing, but it doesn't justify you with God. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay. Righteousness leads, holiness follows. Holiness means to be set apart unto. Is God holy? Guess what he set himself apart unto? We're looking at it in the mirror every day. He has set himself apart unto us and made a covenant with himself in Jesus Christ that we get in on by believing, and then we partake in that, and then we identify in that. Amen? That's good news. Everybody say good news. We have the mind of Christ. We think the mind of Christ. We have fabric woven together in our spirit that thinks spiritually, that does not think carnally, does not think like the the world thinks, does not think performance-oriented. Colossians 1, 26 and 27, and we're, gonna, we're, we're getting close here. It's the mystery revealed. It says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The anointed one and his anointing in you, the confident expectation of God's view and opinion based on what Jesus did for us. This is the mystery which has been hidden from the ages, mystery, and from generations, but now has been revealed. It's revealed. To his saints, to them, God willed to make known what are the riches of his glory. Somebody say riches of his glory or his view and opinion or his manifest presence of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is how the Lord works in mysterious ways. He works in you through you, through thinking like the Holy Spirit. He works in mysterious ways, but it's not in a way that we don't know Him. It's in a way that's through us. And this is the mystery, that God, God Himself would make His home, not of a a physical tabernacle and holy of holies, in us. You know, in the Old Covenant, the Holy Spirit would would be upon a person for for a purpose and a, a task and an assignment. And then he'd leave. He couldn't stay. It was a visitation culture. We have a habitation culture. God has made his home through the Holy Spirit in us. Once for all. I know we joked about it, never going to give you up. But there is truth in that. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That's his promise. Do you think if God promises something, he'll keep it? I trust that. I may not understand every nuance. I don't have to. I just have to believe he will. I don't know how, have to know how you're going to do it all. I don't have to see that. I can trust him and say, you're going to do this. You've done it already, but I'm going to receive this is really more what I'm saying. And I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm going to receive. I'm going to take near, draw near, and put it into my life. Colossians 2.2 acknowledges this mystery. Now get this, remember, being knit together, being woven together, being fabriced together with how God thinks in his thoughts, right? Remember that? Okay. That their hearts may be encouraged. Anybody's hearts encouraged today? Being knit together in love, being connected in love, being woven together or textured together in love and attaining to all the riches 
of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge or the experience of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasure of wisdom and knowledge. So he makes this thing, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts. I have woven this in the finished work for you. I took this and made this so that you can think like I think. So you can see things like I see things. So you can hear any senses. You can sense things. We were talking about that in the back earlier. We have spiritual senses that mirror our natural senses. It's really the other way around. Our natural senses mirror our spiritual senses. And there's times I think we can get so overwhelmed where it's almost like the senses are like cross-pollinating and you can smell a color or you can hear light. I don't know how to describe that, but it's like it is a supernatural thing. I mean, the natural would say, well, you can't do that. But the supernatural can. I know I'm not trying to get all woo-woo on you with that, but does that make sense? Like it is so above and beyond natural realm. What? More woo-woo? Whoa. Woo-woo, whoa. It's all good. Um, So the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God. The message says it this way, and it's a little bit, I don't know, poetic. It says, I want you woven into the tapestry of love in touch with everything there is to know of God. Then you will have minds confident and at rest, focused on Christ, God's great mystery. All the richest treasures of wisdom and knowledge are embedded in the mystery and nowhere else. And we've been shown the mystery. I'm telling you this because I don't want anyone leading you off on some wild goose chase after so other so-called mysteries or the secret. Is that not the body of Christ? Take these 18 steps to wholeness. Take these, you know, and there, yeah, there's a secret. There's a revealing, but it's not in the steps you take. It's in the believing of your heart. Right? Because it sounds really good to the flesh. Oh, that's what I'm missing. Oh, that's what I lack. If I just do this, I call it the magic bean in my book. If I just go to one more conference, this is where the breakthrough is. No, the breakthrough is in your heart, finally believing the word of God and letting the spirit of God breathe on that. That's your breakthrough. Do we need gifts? And are there gifts to enhance and accelerate that? Absolutely. But there's a richness in the fullness of God, understanding that the mystery has been given. Can we have the band come back up, the worship, worship group come back up? So the Lord works in you. I want to encourage you and challenge you and poke the bear of your heart a little bit to stop looking externally for what Jesus deposited and crammed you full of in your spirit. So the Lord working in mysterious ways has been revealed in you. Everybody say, I am am. who God says I am. I can do what God created me to do. Amen. We're just going to pray. Let me just close. Can I close? Is that okay? Or you want to come up or what? How are we doing this? Well, we want to have 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Father, I just thank you for the mystery, the secret that you created for a time to be revealed in Christ and that that time has come and that we get to experience the fullness of that. I thank you, God, that you do work in mysterious ways and that's in and through your, your sons and daughters and, and people that know how good you are. That you work in mysterious ways. You work in us and through us. And I thank you, God, that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us. And that you promised us that in, in anything we go through, you know, David said, though I make my bed in hell, there you are. You might be going through a hell, you might be going through something terrible right now. And God's word to you is it came to pass. It did not come to stay, it came to pass. It's moving on. Praise God. If you need physical healing, would you just stand up right now? Would you be bold and just stand up right where you're at? I feel like God wants to just, you know, I know we have prayer ministers up here. Can we have you guys go out to the people? You guys that are up front, will you guys go out to them and, and begin to pray for them? And other believers, as you're next to them, would you also agree? Just, just put your hands forth and agree with them. You know, God took a physical altar, what was a physical altar, and made it the heart. The heart is the altar. The heart is where you do the business of God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for gifts of healing right now. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that this is no problem for you. Whatever issue they're dealing with, we thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that the gospel works. It's a simple byproduct of believing you, God, and we stand in agreement with your word and with our precious brothers and sisters right here, right now, whatever they need. If they need a creative miracle, God, that you begin to build in them that miracle working power right now. That if they need healing, restoration, recovery, repair to something that's been damaged, that that's restored right now in Jesus' name. We release that. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you that rivers of living water, life-giving water, are healing through bodies. Just see that in your heart right now. See that, just that rush, those rivers coming together in the place. It's like a confluence of streams that where, those, uh, where that injury is, where that hurt is physically, that there's rivers of God right now coming together at that spot and bringing healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
Believers lay hands on the sick and they recover. Believers, we are believers. People are recovering. There is a recovery process. And it's being quickened in Jesus' name. Being quickened in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. As, as people continue to, to minister, keep ministering here, um, I just want to offer people salvation. Salvation is found in no other name except Jesus Christ. And maybe it's someone watching online, maybe it's someone here. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, now's a great time to do that. It's really simple. You just say, would everyone just pray this with me while we're here? Just say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I receive the free gift of righteousness. Thank you that I am born again. Thank you that you made me a son of God. I know there may be people that need to leave. If you, if, if you need to leave, you are dismissed. But I also know the Holy Spirit wants to continue to flow if, if you're able to stay. I know there's more uh, to experience and, and gifts to be stirred up. Man, there's, there's pastors in here. There's other people that know how to have a supernatural patience to help people. It's a, a gift to pastor. Praise God. To help people. I feel like it's even in home groups that there's like pastoral leadership for home groups. That God's doing that. God, we just say thank you. We say thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for all the gifts of the Spirit building up the church. Miracles, signs, wonders following us. Healing. Gifts of healing. Gifts of miracles. Praise God. The ability to prophesy. The ability to encourage. Exhort. Comfort. Thank you for strengthening, strengthening us as a body. 
as the whole. Thank you for your kingdom, that your kingdom is now, your kingdom is at hand, your kingdom is within. Thank you for the other hearts that we're going to encounter that are on this same journey of knowing your goodness and knowing that they're righteous by faith. someone in here would like to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. It's the introduction to power. It opens up the supernatural. You already have it. It's just a, a point of yielding. Just like when you got born again, it's, it's realizing and this is what God did for me and in that package I got the whole deal. It comes with power. It comes with this cool prayer language thing called tongues. It's powerful. I'm just going to lead everybody in it. Just right where you're at or online. Say, Jesus, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I thank you for the promise of my Father. And I receive the baptism that you provided with your Holy Spirit. Okay, we're going to take three deep breaths just as an act of our will, okay? One. Two. Three. And on this third one, I just want you to begin to pray in a new language, a heavenly language, an unknown language. Just right where you're at. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. to this, this family in the back there. I, are you a family, I assume? Kind of, yes. <laughs> I don't know them, no. Um, I feel like God's just saying he's really proud of the journey that you're on as a family and, and the steps you're taking and growing in. And I feel like um, 
God's going to just really begin to identify your giftings and callings. And they're not like pigeonholed into one thing. Don't feel like it's one single thing. But there's many gifts. And as the Holy Spirit, as you yield to the Holy Spirit, all those gifts are available to you. And you can even like create with them. It's almost like a, a hybrid or a combo of multiple gifts um, in each of you, not just as a family, but in each of you. Um, and God's in the process of training. I, I hear God saying you're in Burning Bush University. You're, there's no course for this that you can just take. There's no academic course. There's some, a lot of people in your family are very academically minded, very logistic, like I need this in my order. And God will do that with his word, but he's also doing it with his spirit to say, I want your heart engaged in this process, not just your natural mind. That your heart is being engaged in this situation to, to discover and grow and develop these giftings. Amen. Does that bear witness with any of y'all? If it doesn't, put it on the shelf. Okay? It's not about whether, you know, that's, I believe God's just writing some of those things in your heart or birthing some of those things in your heart. Amen. I see books on you. You got books in you. You need to write them. Don't worry about the process. I, I hear God say, just be creative. Start journaling. Start putting it down. You have books. He's going to compile them. He's going to put them together. He's going to bring order to these thoughts that seem, I'm over here today, over there tomorrow, over here. God's going to bring that together and format that for you. Just trust him in that. It's a work of grace. It's not you. You just Your job is to cooperate by faith and just write. But I see him beginning to order and put, I feel like you even have stuff, but he's going to order that and put it into, in, into things, okay? Beyond just blogging, beyond just that. That's cool, but God wants it in a format that's, that's compiled because what you say in your story is going to help release people and free them. I see that in your heart. I see that what's, that's what's going on. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Well, praise God. I think that's it. But if, if you have any prayer, I mean, prayer requests or anything, I'm, I'm not trying to make it about us. It's about Christ working in. You guys are the body. You can receive from one another. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to pray for anybody as well and just agree with you or stir you up, lay hands on you. I, I love all this stuff. Um, and, and I just thank you for the opportunity to be here. Thank you, Clint and Sarah. What a, what a privilege to preach the gospel and co-labor with you in the gospel. Um, and thank you just for your hearts and what you're doing down here. Um, it's rare, it's special, and you're making it known people are getting a hold of this message because of you and everybody has a part to play no part is unimportant or without it's it's within and it's for the body but thank you from sarah and i thank you so much for for letting us be a part of the family and we'll continue to chime in online and, and hopefully try to get down here a little more often amen awesome thank you amen. jesus amen you appreciate hans